It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Paris, France, 1910, our past president, Theodore Roosevelt. Teddy. I heard that a long time ago. Actually, it was at a sales rally. Uh, an old boss of mine used to uh, recite that whenever we were about to go into a sales meeting to try to get everybody riled up. And I always appreciated it. Um, it always made me feel like a gladiator. Uh, getting in ready to to do battle about you know in, in the world of real estate uh, and it can be tough uh, if you're in sales or if you're thinking about a sales career you gotta re you gotta know that it, it's not an easy gig it takes a long time and a lot of perseverance to make it happen those who are successful didn't become successful by chance Nobody, more often than not, nobody handed shit to them. They went out there and got it. They walked, uh, especially in real estate sales, they walked house after house after house in the heat, in the rain, in the sleet, in the snow, uh, knocking on doors, getting doors slammed in their faces. They talked sheepishly with friends and family about the prospect of selling a home. They put themselves out there on the internet. They post YouTube videos. They spend money that they don't have to make things happen. Um, they go to meetings and appointments where a lot of the time the answer is no or they're outbid by a competitor who they know is they're better than but who has a little bit more experience or who does some funny things to earn the listing. Uh, they are challenged by the fact that sometimes there's not a lot of houses to sell and the market goes up and down and sometimes there's great fe uh, feasts and then there's great famine. Real estate is not for the, uh, you know, for the faint of heart. It's a tough gig. Uh, but those who make it, those who get through their first and second year of toil, which is typically what it takes, they stand actually to gain and to inherit a really nice career. And you would think, well, that's just real estate, but I, I believe that that is for everything that you do for life. Anything that is worth having is it requires that you put yourself in the middle of a hurricane and you deal with the punches that come at you from left and right. The great stories that for the people that are go, go on to be consequential in the world, uh, if you ever read... Um, you know, you know the majority of them of what they had to go through. You'll know, and it's all relative, but you'll know that they stumbled a heck of a lot more than they succeeded. But nobody talks about the stumbles. At least, 
They haven't been. I think that we are of a generation, we are now really starting to see the fact that there is virtue in the defeats, that there is virtue in the errors, that if it, hadn't, if it had not really been for those things, people would not be able to, to, to become what they become. Uh, for me, the reason why this is apropos or why I'm talking about it right now is because I'm about to start a basketball season. Sixth and seventh grade boys, I'm coaching one team, and then eighth grade boys for our local middle school. And I see all of these, you know, all of these, um, you know, kids come out to try out. And they're so hopeful, and there is so much want in their eyes. They are, many of them, they're desperately trying to make this team. I had a young man who tried out uh, last week for me. And we were running a weave, and somebody tossed the ball over his way. He just didn't happen to catch it at the right time, and it hit him right on the cheek, and he broke down. And A, I was very impressed by the, by the rest of the boys who didn't, like, strike and who didn't laugh or who didn't, like, go after this young man. They understood, I think, what his pain was physically and emotionally, and they gave him a moment to breathe. I went over and I asked him if he was all right. And, and, and you can see that the more time that was passing, the, the, the emotion was starting to swell in him. And the tears weren't going to come. And all I could do was tell him, it's all right. You know, it's in sport, uh, accidents and, and hurt does happen. But let's get you off the field. Let's have you sit down. Take a second to collect yourself. And I didn't see weakness in him. He, truth be told, is not going to make it on the team. But he was there in the arena. He showed up. But I'm certain that, I mean, or it's a possibility, a very high possibility that people told him, what the heck are you doing here? You don't, you, this is, you, you don't have it. It's just, just you don't have the skill set. But it did not matter. That guy made win to the to the blacktop on a hot California day uh, around a whole bunch of boys who are at varying degrees of skill, and, and many of them a heck of a lot better. And he showed up there with his cheer up face and still tried. And that is bravery. That's a young man who I think if he keeps it up will have a bright future because it, it you know he did not let the world around him stop him from at least trying there's a, and, and I think that is one of the reasons why I enjoy uh, coaching and and I've come back to coach year after year is the fact that and this is what I told my boys sport is life and life is sport I opened my tryout with you reap what you sow. And I asked them what it meant. And many of these boys looked at me like I was from Mars. And, and I get it. I mean, I don't think a lot of coaches talk like that with them. And, the, and, and the, they, they don't recite poetry. And they don't talk about a quote from a president long, uh, long dead. But I do because, again, these things that, uh, like, like many of you who follow me, know that you may not get it now. But there'll be a day somewhere in the near or far future where you will come across something that you 
tossed away or who, who did not give any weight to, any gravity to back in the day, but then something triggers it and it snaps and it makes sense. And if these things have made my life richer, then why wouldn't I share them with a new generation? So yes, I start my, I start my tryouts with some type of quote, something that has given meaning to my life and something that we can glean lessons from. Because again, life is sport, sport is life. It reveals who you are, it's, and especially basketball, because it's so fast-moving. There's so many things going on at the same time that at least at this age where these guys are, are, are starting to play, it reveals in, in, in those games, in those practices, who they are or who they will be. Some of them, even the, the biggest one, it always it strikes me, they are the most emotionally <laughs> challenged kids. Um, because the bigger guys, sometimes I think people take for granted that they're big and so they assume they can take it. And a lot of the times they can't. They're, they're still kids inside. And their size um, is a weird kind of cam camouflage that the world sees and, 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 and assumes that they got it. They, they, they have nothing to worry. And it's quite the opposite. And so a lot of them are very raw inside there. There's, there's a lot of conflict and emotion that's going on within, within them that it, it comes out in basketball. Their tempers are all over the place. There's a lot of sweetness there. Some of them, that, that surefire cockiness that, you know, that they'll never get rid of is also there too. Some of them, they just know they're the shit and you know what that they are. That's, that's also always interesting because as a coach and, and as, as somebody who is, you know, who sees this as more than just, you know, five guys going up and down the court, um, it's yes, it's a very important thing, but there's also a way to wield that cockiness uh, to make it useful versus you know something that will eventually hinder you in life. Then there are others who are true leaders. They 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 just have a way about them where it does not matter what their size is. They just beckon respect, and the other guys on the team go to them and, and, and fall to them for, for guidance. They're the person, at, you know, win or lose, who guides the, the team through, uh, through a game. And, and, and sometimes it surprises you who those, kids are, who those kids are going to be. And there's an entire other myriad of uh, little characteristics, personal traits that come out in, in the game of basketball that, that I, I truly adore. But at the end of the day, and that's what's always striking. And, and I guess maybe I'm a little sensitive about this because right after I record this, I'm going to head over to the school and I'm going to be making cuts. Uh, and I feel uh, kind of like a jerk about it because I'm also going to be cut, doing a lot of cuts on these, these boys on Halloween, on Halloween, which I don't know why that you know, elevates things, but it's a holiday. You know, like the, nobody likes to get new, bad news on a holiday. And I vacillated about uh, should I do it now? Should I wait a couple of days to do it? When would I do it? But the reality is that we have a season coming up here fairly soon. I had a truncated amount of time to really uh, have tryouts. Uh, you know, sometimes getting 
all of the right things in order for you to be clear to um, coach is difficult because of bureaucracy things. But I have a truncated amount of time to have tryouts, and then I have a short uh, you know time to prepare them, and then we go straight into the season, and and and, and times are wasting. So I have to get into the arena and let them know these are the guys that are going to make it, these are the guys that are not. And I think, is it wrong for me to do it on a holiday? And then I realized that every single day around the world, it's a birthday, it's a holiday, it's a special occasion, and people still get bad news. And this, in the relative scheme of things, isn't isn't the worst news that these guys are going to get. But, but again, life is sport, sport is life. Um, they can they can deal some of them will have to deal with the setback today and that's okay that's part of being in the arena is that it's not always going to go your way what is teddy roosevelt um who at best knows the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst if he fails at least fails while daring greatly yeah, I mean, you're not, it's not always going to be your way, but at least you know you tried. At least you know you were pursuing something that you wanted, and it just didn't happen to go your way today. But that doesn't mean you don't get to come back tomorrow or the day after or to try your hand at something else. And so these lessons that basketball is teaching um, these boys and that I get to be a conduit for um, are valuable. So today is going to be a short one. I, I, like I said, I have to get my mindset and ready for for a tryout. Um, I want to thank everybody, truly, really, for all of the sharing of the podcast that you guys have been doing, the comments that I've been getting. Um, it, it fills my heart to know that it's resonating. And I, and I think I thank you guys every single time, but that's because I'm grateful every single time. Um, whenever you hear that you are you're resonating with other people, or that you're teaching them something that they didn't know before. Um, that's, that's, for somebody that does this for a passion because I have something to say, that's fantastic. So thank you for that. Uh, also, I became a freelance writer this week. I actually have a paid gig. Somebody's paying me for my words. And so that's, you know, big, big news uh, on, on my end. And, and also the anxiety and the weight of having to produce something and, 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 in the work that I picked up, the person really thinks highly of my work, and so I worry a great deal that what I'm producing for this, you know, for this company is going to be good enough. And so I'm going through the trials and tribulations in my head of, of having that, that anxiety of getting into the arena and trying it and, and hopefully succeeding uh, because somebody is depending on this work. Uh, I also have accepted to be the MC at a pretty big gala here in the, the San Gabriel Valley um, uh, in a couple of weeks. And so I am there too, just added another layer of worry because every single time I'm going to speak in front of hundreds of people and, and MC an event and also going to be in charge of a silent, I'm sorry, uh, an auction. I always get worried and concerned about how am I going to come off? Is my, is, is my uh, accent going to be an issue? Uh, will I be funny? Um, will, will it? Re- will it? Will, will people enjoy my performance? And I guess I figured they asked me to do it because I've done it before. So obviously they they don't mind and they, they enjoy my shtick. But 
you know, it, it's, it's, it's craziness. Uh, so it's, it's just all of these different layers of emotion that are going in there that I just keep on tacking on. And, and I would be remiss. I, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the fact that during the course of the last few days, today is December 31st, uh, I mean, sorry, October 31st, 2018, over the course of the last few weeks, we've had, and again, in, another batch of shootings in this country, and we've had bombs that have been mailed to, to people, and let's, and let's put the politics aside for a second. You know, I, I, whatever you happen to feel about your own personal politics, let's just put that to the side. There are less people in the world today than there were two weeks ago. And the reason why they are no longer here is because the, the fervor of our discourse has become so heated, so vitriolic, that a lot of people cannot see straight. And they are acting out. And yes, there's a lot of mental illness that is going into these things. But the fact is that if our leadership and, 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 and if we as individuals took responsibility for our words and really gave them thought before we wrote them down, before we spouted them out, um, I don't think that we would be here. Folks say, well, it's, it's a matter, you can say whatever the heck you want. Yeah, I guess you can say whatever the heck you want. That's fine. Uh, but I've always talked about, you know, the fact that there are consequences what you say. And that speech and words are extremely powerful. They can move mountains if, 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 if you have the right order. And the fact that people are using them so viciously and then don't think that there's uh that they are a uh, conduit to something bad happening that's shameful and the worst part is that there's intent here there is a wanted result here there are and I'm not a conspiracy guy but there there's a concerted effort to keep this dialogue as harsh and as inhuman as possible because there's money to be made. You know, while we're fighting amongst ourselves and while we're killing one another, there's a great robbery of the public coffers going on. Money that you and I, Republican or Democrat, Jew, Gentile, that we have all entrusted uh, the wealth of a nation to, and that is being robbed by a by a very small section of the people that we share space with. So, a lot. This is I, I. I don't. I would like to think that a lot of the folks that that listen to me are not in that. That they're mindful speakers. That they are not out there touting hate just for the sake of doing it. That they might get upset, that they'll have strong opinions, but they are not purposely out there trying to scope, uh, stoke dissent um, in, in a violent manner. And 
But if you know of somebody that is, I think it behooves you to say something, that it's not okay. Violence touches us all. And to some degree, we are very interconnected. And the way that technology makes things be this day, this day and age, that we are all, you know, within an earshot of one another. We're an email, a text, a tweet away from one another. Let's be more mindful of our words. Let's be more mindful of our words. Peace.